podcast has changed my life. Dan, it's lovely to meet you. Yes, nice to be met. Come on, sit down, tuck in. This is not funny! You know how there's um, uh, Qantas bronze, Qantas silver, Qantas gold? Yeah. I'm Qantas brown. <laughs> comes up on my app. It's like, what? What yeah. the hell? I'm famous it's like, for being a gross quant- little dickhead. Gold, get to board f- uh, first. You get to board <laughs> at the very end and get locked in the toilet. We have a special seat for you, Mr. Cashman. Yeah, I'm uh, Qantas Brown. I actually got to sit in one of the cubicles. You got, yeah. <laughs> well, if I get to, I mean, I'm forced to. I'm only allowed to fly if I'm sitting on the toilet seat for the whole flight. It's a different lounge for you. It's, <laughs> yeah. just, a, it's just a room and they get a gurney and just hose you down before it's you get on the plane. The, it's the corner <laughs> cubicle in, like, the common um, toilets. Like, you the do- most gross. Place. You don't even get to be in the airport. Can be, I please you have, have to like be on the runway before I get? No, 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 no definitely get not. In no. The fucking definitely cubicle. no coffee. That's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely not, you dog. You disgusting little dog. Um, do you remember the McDonald's ad where they they got people buying cheeseburgers mm. and then they would like the the whole point of the ad was how much fun a cheeseburger and they would take the pickle off and like throw it on the window. Oh of the my car. god! This was in an Adam Sandler movie or something, wasn't it? What was it? No. Yeah. But it was an ad that McDonald's were in running Richie in Rich. Australia. I never saw it. In Richie Rich, I think they did that. They would chuck gherkins and then it, oh, yeah, it was yeah, a yeah. race. Now, I think of it's them some kind down of... down the window. I think was that from an ad? Well, no, McDonald's ran it as an ad a few years ago. But don't. that's an interesting advertising thing. They're voluntarily being like, we only put this thing on there, so we're allowed to sell it. it. I think the no, whole... they're admitting it with this ad. You think so? Yeah, but being like the whole point. Cause they were like, no one really likes the pickle on there. You think they're admitting that people chuck off the pickle? Well, that's wow. what they do in the ad. They're like, we love the cheeseburger. People are p- throwing the pickle and then eating it without oh the pickle. Oh, my God. Being like, it's almost like an admission that we only put it They're there. admitting it. Because it's like we have to, otherwise we're not allowed to sell it. But this is... This goes an, back to like your... So perception. part of the joy of getting a cheeseburger yeah. is pulling the pickle off. Your perception of perfection is maybe increased or your enjoyment of perfection when there's an imperfection added. Like if you give someone an extraordinary experience, maybe they don't really appreciate it because they have nothing to compare it to. But mm. if you put a little imperfection there and then they have some agency in removing it, then they kind of enjoy the in- perfection more. It better. It'd be like if you got to sleep with a beautiful model. Oh, like, my girlfriend. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But then there was like a, like a, a fly on her that you had to remove. Mm. <laughs> Would that make the experience better? A fly, maybe, maybe like no beauty. I think there is an example. You know, little beauty spots that people have, like oh yeah, they put little them on. imperfections. Yeah, people find that a bit more beautiful. If you're like, if your face is completely symmetrical and completely it's imperfectionless, not, yeah, but that's more like a realism, realistic thing, right? Well, but I think our perception of beauty and kind of maybe not perfection, but like basically we don't like perfection. The best thing is a bit of imperfection. Which is maybe true, I think true in beauty. Like the most beautiful people have a bit of an imperfection, and maybe the the best meals have a bit of an imperfection too. Mm. I finally got there with a vaguely good comparison. I, do I think feel like the fly on the, the sex fly was on. I'm really just thinking bad. about my girlfriend <laughs> naked with a fly on her <laughs> little fly on her shoulder. I would just be like, "What's the fly? Do you know the fly? What's the fly here? Do you think? I mean, imagine if they could write a formula for the perfect relationship. I mean, and then they you kind can just good. How could they do that? Because there's so many variables of different people. Well, you together. know what that like machine learning and stuff is now and how they come up with the algorithms. No. So I think there's one way to come up with an algorithm or a rule or a formula or something mm. is to figure out that something is always true. If X, then Y, right? Yeah. And if you figure out that that's always true, then that's a formula that kind of applies to the world. That's like 
kind of rare, right? There's not many yeah. constants. But I think my understanding of now what like a lot of algorithms do, instead of figuring out, oh, if they like this, like on TikTok, for example, mm. if someone likes this kind of video, then they'll like that video. Yeah. If they like this, if they're a man, they'll like this. No one's typing that in. It's just all getting plugged in. Well, it's no, I think they analyze the data. They take all the thing of like people like this, like that, people like this, like that, and they yeah. get millions and millions of examples. And then they just look at the answers. Yeah. And there's like themes. So it's not always true that if you're a man between the age of 20 and 25 who clicked like on a basketball video that you will like Jordan Peterson yelling at you. Yeah. But like 83% totally. of them do yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you kind of figure out these rules that are not rules because they're not always true, but they're like themes. It's like, yeah, it's like a high percentage chance. Yeah. So it all gets plugged in and gets so turned out. So you're kind out. of deducing So you get plugged rules. into a category almost based on yes. your, your everything you've ever done in your life. <laughs> totally. So if, yeah, if you ran Amazon or something, you maybe if you had enough data about relationships and what happened, you might not know what makes things fail. But if you got all the data of what they ate every day and what they did every day and where they went or their geographical information and kind of maybe like audio of how much they're having sex and stuff like that, you could probably just... And you had, you know, a million people mm. and a million relationships and you knew when it ended, you knew when it started and you knew when people were like maybe whispering to each other in a loving way the most. You could map correlations On and like kind of figure out what the right stuff is. Yeah, but the right stuff, would it match people or would it just teach you how to... So this is the re- perfect relationship. Like That's what could, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like would it teach you how to like, would it bring the two most perfect people together mm. or would it teach you how to react in the relationship based on all this previous stuff. I think the second one more, because in the second one, basically you'd have data on if both of them eat an orange in the morning Mm. and then go for a run and then they text their friends for half an hour, that's when people have the best sex, statistically speaking. They'd have like, you know, of the three different things that happen in a morning and then someone has sex in the afternoon, what are the best three things for them to do in the morning? There would be an answer to that if everyone knew. Whereas the perfect match... I think the match thing is more difficult because you don't have them to get, like, it's more individual. So, like, the, if you have the macro information mm. of, like, of the million people, this these are the activities that correlate most with um, the best sex when someone's already in a couple, that seems kind of a bit more likely to apply to just a random one couple than if you get two individuals, the macro data doesn't necessarily apply. Well, it doesn't apply. apply to them. Well, it also doesn't it's apply to how they'll react together in the relationship. Exactly. You almost need. I. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if you and could the do je a je ne sais quoi, I feel like of meeting. Yeah, it's difficult. I think you, you get could pretty get close. people. I think you could match people based really close based on their likes, life, lifestyles, and you know basic habits. Yeah. I don't know if you could There's then work out a formula to make a relationship work. That's what I'm saying. I reckon that's easier. I How think is making the relationship work. I think there's some sort of spark that's probably difficult to measure in data between two people meeting and kind of liking each other. Definitely like dating apps and stuff, they figure out like hotness levels, which people generally kind of mm. date. They, and they like go similar are, to their level. Yeah, they find out kind of where they sit in society and they mm. kind of, yeah, are naturally attracted to, to those people. So you could figure that stuff out and like, yeah, what kind of, I mean, you could. Like, that's crazy if you're on a date. What they app. like, what, what kind of girls they're into or something based on their likes on Instagram or their computer use. You could kind of fucking figure it out probably. Yeah, but once you're in the relationship, you can't get a formula to make it work is my point. Because it's just too I'm many thinking, variables. I've thought of one other way that you could figure it out as well. Because the other thing that I think TikTok does mm. is they look at, so yeah, they're putting you in categories. You're a man, you're a, um, you like sport, you blah, blah, blah. They figure all the stuff out about you. But then they look at other people that have, they also just look at other people who have looked at 
similar videos to you and liked them. Mm. So if you've liked a hundred videos, someone else is probably like all a hundred. And if that person liked this other one, then chances are you'll like it. Absolutely. And so similarly, if someone, if you had all the data about dating and someone fell in love with person X and that person has very similar characteristics to you, chances are you might like person X when they break up. So I think it could actually, that would be a good way to find a good match. That would be good if like, you know, um, you know how occasionally like you'll get a notification saying someone that you've liked a lot of their stuff has mm. posted a new video or a post totally, or whatever, even yeah. though you're not subscribed to their 100%. notification. It'd be cool if they were like, this person just broken up with their partner. Mm. Do you, you should have a crack at dating them. <laughs> totally. Based on all our data, it's like, you're yeah. perfect. They're now out of a, like totally. if Tom Cashman's single, you should send him a message. I think that that's now a bit scary though. Yeah. Because, yeah, like it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. <laughs> when, you, when you say it like that. But I think the, the figuring out a good relationship one is actually a bit healthier because that that's like technology and using this data to like help people kind of grow together. I feel like if matchmaking and kind of finding the right person for you was all data that, you know, that's kind of what life's about is that, yeah. that dance and like the magic. And but that. people have, I mean, that's why setting people up is fun. And that's if the data totally. can help in that situation. It's crazy that like Tinder and Hinge and all these dating apps would have us in categories of hotness. If they, there's, you could probably, if you were on the back end, tap, yeah. be like, can you show me what all the eights look like? Totally. And they would show 100%. you all of them. Have I told you? I think I have, but I'll say it on the podcast. A comedian who I won't name mm-hmm. was explaining to me once what he does. Because he's like, when you download the app, they show you a lot of really hot people yeah. at the beginning. Um, and they're trying to figure out what you're, like kind of mm. where you sit. They're desperate to know. Well, basically, that, yeah. Sure, they, they, they I wonder sh- if they have face scan, like picture scan, and they just have a look and be like, mm. I reckon they don't. Or they tell you to, to reject get- the photo. Like you up- upload a new one and they're like, this is not realistic. Dude, you know they do that. They do A-B testing. No. On the apps now. Yeah. Really? So you put your first photo and they'll say, oh, that's, if you want to put smart photo on or something. This was years ago. And they, God knows what it's like now. They'll, they'll say, we'll update. Um, basically, if, if another photo of yours is working better, We'll change that to your first. Oh phone. my god! Based on just who likes it, and like they can see people hovering over it, they can tell based on people's behaviour whether the they hell? like it. That's nuts. But they're also showing you to people and seeing, you know, what level of person is liking you, mm-hmm. and they know their level by who's liking yeah, them. Yeah, they figure yeah, it all out, right? Uh, but at the beginning, they show you. They also want you to like. They want to retain you on the app, so they show you some good-looking people. You know, welcome to the app. This is the kind of vibe that's it's going to be. Look at all these hotties, and then they'll show you a few people as they figure out your level um, that are more similar to you maybe. And then slowly, yeah, the people that are getting shown to you will kind of set at the level that they've put you at, right? Yeah. And this guy was saying, and that's when you delete your account. <laughs> and then you re- you start your account all over again and then you're back with the hotties. Yeah. And that's your that's time so to smart. get matched with hotties. No. <laughs> but I, I mean, it it's smart It's like the you- algorithm can't make... These gorgeous women like no, you, No, true, but if you're it, not it sounds game like, your way. It sounds like he values just looking at no, attractive he thought, women. He thought because that is fun to look at attractive women, hundred percent. But that's not what he was saying. So he thinks he wanted to match with them. He still thinks he's a live dog in this. Yeah, yeah. like that. And he's like that the algorithm just, is fucking me. So once he gets in front of them, they'll yeah, be like, oh, of course, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the algorithm that's holding him back. All he wants is a seat at the table. Well, that's the thing. The algorithm does is right. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like in that way, I think it's a bit right. Well, I think of the way, like, you know, like, comedians post clips and stuff. Mm. Some of them pop, some of them don't pop. Now, mm. there is some things are hidden, some it doesn't get shown. But ultimately, I here. think the quality mm. does have a lot to do. Like, it's like, if it is good, it will get to the right people. The algorithm so is that good. That what you're saying, 
is like five years ago or something even, would have been so uncontroversial and so obvious that the quality of art <laughs> that you upload correlates with how many people like it and view it. Like, yeah. yeah but people course, have yeah. so lost sight They've of lost quality being relevant yeah, yeah, yeah. that they're like, oh, yeah, there must be something wrong with the algorithm. Well, it's like, have you watched the clip, cunt? It sucks. It's not because of the algorithm that no one's liking this. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. People have legitimately lost sight of well, quality being even a factor. Because there's two factors that I think gets in their head. So if you have a huge following, right, you mm. post something, of course it's going to get more because yeah. the quality is correlated to the standing to of the... Yeah. Exactly, right? But then you will see things that you don't understand and because mm. everything's like so niche now you'll see something like just a man <laughs> just being like what's a, whatever and that's yeah. got like five million views yes. two hundred and fifty thousand likes and you're mm. like that's shit compared to my yeah, thing totally. but you, you're not understanding the niche down what yeah, yeah, yeah but that's not so it's like the quality yeah. of what you're doing to the people that you want to consume it still mm. does matter and you have to be like, it's obviously not very good if it's not going well. And it's easy to forget, I think, because, I mean, yeah, my experience of like TikTok or whatever is like you, I mean, when I started on there, I uploaded stand-up and then I started doing like clips where I'm talking mm. and they both worked. And then I like, I think one night I'm like, what if I just fucking say, you know, before that, it's like a, a green screen. There's a thing behind yeah, me yeah, I'm yeah, pointing yeah. to. There's a bit of a point and a bit of an arc to the thing. I remember one night being like, what if I just say a joke? Like just film myself, like no background, nothing. Yeah. It's just like. And then, yeah, that didn't really work. And I'm like, great, I found the level of... <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> like yeah. People won't just... Because you are surprised at, like, what will get views. Can I say another thing mm. based on my TikTok algorithm watching is I think... I mean, I get a lot of, like, incel kind of, like, yeah, 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 team yeah, yeah, guy, yeah, 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 team yeah, male yeah. thing. And the algorithm, as I said before, is right. It's <laughs> correct. It's never wrong. But I watch that stuff because I'm curious <laughs> about in- the world. About incels. No. And you're like, how do I join? Is there a membership form? <laughs> no, I just find it, like... When there's, like, a video about, like, how to talk, <laughs> how to have a conversation with someone, literally it's, like, down to that. It's, like, yeah, just uh, deep uh, breathing and uh, ask them about their day. Mm. And then when they respond, don't just ask another question. Uh, ask a follow-up question about something that they said. It's, like, Man, that it's kind of level of stuff. Bad, like, it is good advice. <laughs> like, it is. But it's not I know, advice I, I need. know it's not advice you need, but some people, and I'm not saying incels, I think a lot of people need that. Listen to what the person's saying. A hundred percent. But my point is that... I don't watch that stuff because I'm like, and this is, I suppose, the algorithm can't tell the difference necessarily of between someone can. who's watching who's like loves it and someone who's like curious about learning about TikTok. Well, you don't have to double tap and there. like it. That's no, problem. I don't. But they know that I'm even yeah, fucking no. watching, and they but they know you're watching. It. If you liked it, that would mean you're more of an incel. Yeah, true. So that is a that is <laughs> yeah. and watch time. But they're big on watch time. You're probably yes. watching to the end, which is a huge issue. Yeah, yep, <laughs> I am. But it, yeah, yeah. I'm very you're, curious. You're very curious. You're like, oh, listen, is there anything more on that one? Yeah, I remember years ago, it's like literally people just yelling about like the most beatery guys. Do not accept being a beta male. Your days of being a beta male are over. And I'm like, oh my God, this is hilarious. But then. And now it's like. When you're not in the mood to like get into that world, I just want to watch some funny stuff. And it's all like how to <laughs> make your dick 0.5 inches longer <laughs> than how short it really is and why women are scum for thinking that you're a Tiny dick is stupid. It's like, oh man, I just want to watch now like a, a guy falling over or something. Yeah, can but you can't. Through? But you can't get b- back to there. Well, I mean, you've got to. You can but swipe your way back. Yeah, but no. You, I mean, you've got to do so much swiping. But that's why the people think like you just. That's all there is in the world is because mm. your feed is only showing you that oh, stuff. Hundred percent. So you can't find the new stuff mm. because it's just it's you. It's yeah, your beta friends. Being yes. like, this is how you talk to a person. This is <laughs> my, my this is my small dick. How's this? Yesterday, I fell down the stairs in my house. And I'm convinced I broke my toe. 
Oh, like it was bleeding. It was like blooded up. Yeah, and I'm like on the lounge. I'm like, it was ah. blooded up. I'm like, ah, my toe. And my girlfriend's in hysteria. Like she saw me fall. She's like, it's a fun. Like she's dying. Like, it's she's pretty funny to fall down. I know it is How funny. How many stairs did you fall down? No, so I went. Have you seen the stairs in my? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So half from the top to halfway. It's scary. So I reckon ten stairs I fell down. It's pretty and scary. And like I hit my bounce and bouncing did you f- forward. Uh, side on. Oh, I was smart enough yeah, to, to yeah, yeah. let my. My butt go down, hit first. Because yeah, if I go forward, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, like a yeah. big glass pane. I was like going through yeah. the glass pane. So I, I managed to fall backwards, hit my foot, but then my toe got caught in the railing. Ah! Yeah, and so it's like Fuck. it's like cut up and it's like bruised and stuff. Yeah, blooded yeah. up, yeah. Anyway, so I'm like, ah, oh, I think I've broken my toe. And I'm like on the couch. I'm like, ah. And then there's Jules's friend is staying at our house. Mm. And she was like, oh, I'll get you some peas or whatever. Yeah. Jules is like, I don't want to eat laughing. peas at a time like this. <laughs> Unless there's some gravy with those peas and a bit of mash. You better make some gravy, okay, hun? Because I don't want cold, weird peas. So she brings the peas over, the bag mm. of frozen peas. There's half the thing of peas are there. Mm. I start putting it on what I assume is a broken toe. Right? Yes. I'm putting it there. Jules pipes up and she's like, do not wreck the peas. Yeah, That's right. what she says to me. I've got a broken toe. Do not wreck the peas. She's As like, in like, she's like blood be, up the peas. be careful with those peas. I want to, and I was like, who cares peas. about the peas? Mm. $2 frozen peas at a time like this. I've got a broken toe. That's actually like disrespectful. To the peas? No, to, to you. That's what I'm saying. That shouldn't be her focus. The, that's the point that's, of the thing, that's, Tom. That's wrong. I'm like with you. She did. She, she was like, apology. she was like, how do I eat the peas? Now yeah, and I'm like, who cares about the pee? The only pee that she needs to worry about is the one in the word apology because <laughs> she. In the end, though, she was right. Sorry. My my toe was not broken in any way. In no, fact, I went for a run this morning, so yeah, it's fine. But it was in pain in a way that I think that's sorry. Kind of part of the deal of when you buy peas and you put them in the freezer. Yeah, that, that is part of the deal with peas. That they're there the to peas, put on bloodiness. You buy them to who actually wants to eat frozen peas yeah. that often? I, I can't remember the last time we ate frozen peas. Totally. They're just in the freezer for, I assume, yeah. medical emergencies <laughs> yeah. like this one. I didn't know what are we saving them for a better emergency? I wonder what percentage of peas are actually eaten versus used for ankle based. And mm. foot based injuries. Well, you'd never get the full data because you just put them on your ankle and you throw them back in the freezer. And then eat them still. Well, no, you'd never be like, it can't be like, unless you made like a little spreadsheet being like, yeah, how many peas have I both. eaten versus medical injuries have I used them for? I reckon, no, they need to put like little chips in these peas. You have chips with peas with chips inside them. Mm-hmm. And then they peas measure where the peas, whether they get. Well, in the last two weeks, I reckon we've used these peas for medical emergencies three times. Three times? What's going on at your house? Oh, Are you in a, an abusive relationship? No, Jules had, uh, burnt herself with the hair straightener. Okay. And, then and I suppose it was totally fine for her to put the peas on the burn. No, I was like, watch out for the... Were you? No, I wasn't like... I was like, pop mm. this up. I, I probably didn't care as much because I'm like, well, mm. it's just a little hair straightener burn. You'll be right. But I gave her the peas. Yep. Um, and then there was another one. She stubbed her toe or something, mm-hmm. got the peas out, and then I break my toe. We need the peas. So that's she three times. She stubs her toe and she gets the peas. No, but that's me forwarding. I'm probably a bit too pee heavy. You reckon you like. I put you the peas on. The pee. And maybe that's why I reacted so badly She's to the pee She's sick of the peas. She She's hates like, the oh peas. Oh, my God. The peas are out at the slightest she indiscretion. It's probably like we're using the peas for this too much. We need to eat the peas. Hence her being like, be careful with the peas. <laughs> I'm slowly going over to her side a little bit. <laughs> Do you think it is pretty funny to someone like gives themselves a paper cut? You're like sprinting over the, the piece. So, well, it's an easy thing because I want to mm. be a caring partner. Yeah, and I don't know what to do when people hurt themselves a lot of the time. Because totally, it's, it's so an cool. easy one. 
It's you just such an easy one. You go get the peas. Like, no one could say that you were an uncaring you kind of person who secretly doesn't really give a shit about the injury if you have peas. If you got you come with peas, <laughs> you've wrapped them up in a tea towel. It's like you've done work you're here. Done. You're there, and then you you're can like, can I get you a Panadol? And then you're like, your phone <laughs> after the peas. <laughs> I'm just back to having a scroll right now. But I gave you the peas. Like, I gave you the peas. You're done. My yeah. job's done. <laughs> it does feel like a transaction. Unless it was like a crazy serious injury. This is how the mass people think, by the way. Maybe I'm one of them. Well, it's like, oh, yeah, I think, I mean, all men are a little bit like this. It's like, oh, my God, a social obligation has arisen. Mm. What do I need to do in order to satisfy the social obligation? Peas. Once satisfied, fantastic. Next thing, yeah. back to my own preferences. Back to my own little world where exactly. I get to do everything I want to do in <laughs> that second, <laughs> that millisecond of being like, what do I want? I want to do that exactly. right now. Nothing else. I don't want to ever be. impulses. I never want to do. This is a broader thing about me. I never want to do anything than like I've never even when mm. even when someone's like you have agreed to go to this thing. Yeah, but it's like I don't sh- like I understand that that is part of life. But in the same program. time, I still do think it's a slight injustice. What everything that ever distracts you from the, from the one the thing, thing that you want to do the most. Yeah, but I never know what the thing is I want to do the most. It's always second to second. Yes. Yeah. Second to second. Well, you know, in each second right now, it's like what do I want? to – I mean, I'm moving my head right now. Like that's what I want to do. <laughs> But then if you yell and I go like that, it's like I wanted to move it that way. That's kind of makes you think about, you know, determinism and the idea that like if you had a big enough computer, like we were saying before, that could analyse everything yeah. and your brain, we would know what you're going to do next. Yes. And therefore, if you had a big enough one to calculate the whole universe, you'd be able to predict the future. And so in that way, the future's kind of already happened. Mm. So we're living in a kind of – basically we don't have free will in the, in the, mm. in the way that we kind like of understand that. it, right? But then when you think about that, I don't know what your instinct is, but mine is to go, yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I was going to do. Did but it did that? know that. It did know that. Yeah. Because it knew you were going to have the conversation <laughs> yeah. about free will. And, you're like, and then you think that and you're like, well, I need to get even weirder. But then it's like, what do you do? You do the opposite. Then you yeah. like do accept nothing. it. I do, I'll do nothing forever. Ever, did ever. you predict that? And then I die. Do you God. That? I'm going to die to prove you wrong. This but it the, predicted it. This is the kind of stuff that crazy people on the street are thinking when they're going, do you know what um, Ben Koshin, I had dinner with Ben Koshin last oh, night. Oh, right. And he saw a lady. There's this lady wow. in the Eastern South. <laughs> also, awesome. this happened at dinner. We went to this Italian restaurant and everyone was leaving at the end. Weirdly, yes. like a bunch of tables all stood up to leave. And there's this like crazy Italian guy who kind of, I guess, owns it. And he's mm. just walking around talking to everyone. And then at the end, he's got this big box of apples and he's like, take an apple, organic. And he's handing everyone a Oh, did you have apple. dinner in a cartoon? I had dinner in a cartoon. Oh, right. Yeah, in a, in ta- that explains it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so he hands me, hands us all an apple. And then like, so there's four tables. We all get out the front of the restaurant and we mm. all look down at our apple and they're fucked. Like, <laughs> they're just the worst. Out- they're like, not even like a bit of a gross looking, like, mm. like mine is rotten. There's like a rotten oh bit on the side. Everyone is just like now walking to the bins to throw out these apples. Mm. But this guy, and everyone was like, this beautiful Italian oh my touch. God. Like, anyway, so that's. You it. know the one thing worse than finding a worm in an apple? I think this is going to be a, a different take on a well known joke. <laughs> Scrotal fishes. <laughs> Ugh. It's way worse than it's finding a worm in an worse, apple. Way worse. Yuck. Yuck. <laughs> Don't you reckon? I think so, yeah, mm. definitely. Um, so anyway. But Koshin was saying. I'm talking to Koshin. We're at the front of the restaurant mm. talking, and this woman runs past with just like a um, like just a baby's pram. Yes. No baby in it, just sprinting or yeah. whatever. And then I co- love the baby's pram as opposed to other prams, which are for 
Well, no, like a, with oh yeah, you're right with baby. No, but with a baby in the pram, there's no baby in this oh, pram. True. She's it's got an baby. empty pram and she's running. No, I, don't, I don't think a baby. Sorry, I'm being very nitpicky again mm. because of the. the I wouldn't coffee. have expected it. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, but I don't think the baby owns the pram. I think it's the parents. Oh pram. no, whatever. Like plural is in like babies generally have a pram. Babies gen no, but you said babies pram. So it was a, du- a double pram. No, it's not a double. Pr- so so I said baby, babies. Babies pram then is like the possessive. Yeah, and I'm saying that. I don't think babies own the pram. I think the parents own the no, pram. No, con- like babies as a group. Baby have babies money. as a group own the <laughs> so pram. This was a Without collective. the babies, there's no pram. <laughs> so the babies have organised into like a communist collective, and they all collectively own the pram. Well, subconsciously, well, yes, subconsciously, like subconsciously, yes, they own the pram. <laughs> what do you mean? Without the babies, there's no pram. We get rid of. What are we going to put a little dog in there? 100. percent We have the pram because of babies. Yeah. but that doesn't mean it belongs to babies. That's no, like they saying do- shit owns the toilets. <laughs> Well, it does. <laughs> <laughs> the shit does own the toilet. We are trying to make toilets better so because of the shit. The shit owns the toilet. <laughs> Every time own. they make an advancement in the toilet yeah. or whatever, there's something better. It's because of the shit. So when you get in like an extension to your bathroom or something and you get like a plumber in there to yeah. like do the costs and be like, oh, yeah, yeah. kind of make, improving the toilet in this way will probably cost about like five grand. Um, do you sign off on that? Like, are you happy for us to get to work? You'd be like, well, don't ask me. I'm going to have to ask. I'm going to ask the gonna shit. Have to take a shit. And yeah, I'm have to ask pretty much. Because then if you're like, oh, I don't know if it's too much, your tummy rumbles, you're like, actually, yeah, actually. it's spoken. <laughs> but in the same way, like, yeah, the shit, it's like, it's what are the, what's the saying? It's taking up real estate in your brain. Sure. The babies, the prams only exist because the babies keep coming out. Yeah. There would have been, in China's one-child policy, a severe lack of prams. Like, the sales of prams would have been going down. I have absolutely no argument with the fact that prams correlate with babies <laughs> and that the amount of babies is vaguely corresponds to the amount of prams and that's what they're used for. My problem with this was just merely about ownership. I said a baby's pram. Did I know it? <laughs> yeah. A baby's pram. Yes. So the you're baby just saying doesn't own the pram. without the pram. Well, okay. And the baby doesn't own the pram. much but it's without babies, there's no pram, right? But sometimes I have pram. seen people with little dogs in prams. Oh, I have. You're right. <laughs> you're actually right. But if there's no babies, I think they get rid of the prams because it would be ridiculous to only be making prams for dogs. Yeah, but w- now it wouldn't. Like if babies, you know, in like Children of Men, there's no more babies. Mm. If that happened and then there were no more babies, I reckon... It would be a big dog thing. Well, there'd just be lots of prams around and you may as well use them with dogs now. Like once they've been popularised. Or a friendship pram. You meet up with your friend for a walk and this then an I'm, adult sides prayer and they just get to push you. This is what I'm trying to normalise. That would be so Put fun. You take it in turns. And like get into like pajamas. I I feel like people would not want to talk to you. It's like what a mad person would do. Well and there's would. no real maybe for drunk friends or something, like a a drunk friend pram? Oh, you pop them in and walk them home. Exactly. It would be cool, like, in the olden days when you just had to, like, tr- walk everywhere. Mm. You, like, want to go from, you know, London to York. I'm using England as an example because sure. of period peace dramas. And because we went there recently. Of course. We're jet setters. Travellers. We were overseas. The euro is good to AUD right now. You need to be in <laughs> we're Europe. We're not rich. That's I great. mean, someone's almost over. You've missed the boat. Yeah. It does feel – sorry, I'm getting distracted again, but mm. I was talking – because my girlfriend didn't go overseas last mm. night, but then I was chatting to a bunch of people that all did go overseas. Mm. And we're just, she's just like not part of the club. Yeah. She's like, I haven't been overseas for four years. And I'm like, it's wow. gotta get over, it's crazy over there. You've got to get out of this country. <laughs> and we're just like, like, it's like we all went to a party she didn't get to go to. Doesn't matter where you go, you just got to get you out for a little bit. You just got to do something and then have the story. It's like having COVID. Mm. The last one left without having COVID, it's like you kind yeah. of want it to get into the. It's just all about having something to say You've when you bump into people. And I realize it is the amount of my life I spend just trying to have an experience in order to share when I bump into someone. Yeah, but then I, you do then experience 
like properly experience the experience, or are you just being like logged in the brain? I just to experience now tell people. <laughs> Fantastic. I've complied. Fantastic. Just, I've done the socially exactly. acceptable thing. I can now yeah. retell this at a party. And I can now move on to the next thing that I have to comply with. <laughs> so, caution. So, we're there. A rat lady runs past with a pram. Mm. Nice. There's no baby in the pram. Mm. Runs past. You would have thought there would have been. Caution waves at her. Right. And so, it's a crazy lady. I'm oh. only bringing this up because you're talking about a crazy person yeah. on the street ranting. That's what mm. we are or whatever. Runs past her, waves at her. And we were like, do you know that woman or yeah. whatever? And he said that once he was out, he was out running in the rain. He mm. was like really depressed. And um, his ear, his AirPod or something stopped working. Mm. And so he just started like swearing. Mm. Saying, what the fuck is going on? And in the middle of the rain, the lady, because apparently she runs really regularly, no yeah. baby in the pram, right. ran past him, stopped and like nodded at him to be like, we're equals. <laughs> Right. Because he was just in the rain screaming. Oh, my God. And she ran past in the rain as well with no baby. Yeah. She's like, yeah, we get, like, we're on the same level. Game goes game. And so now when he sees her, they're like friends. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's actually quite beautiful. I think it's quite nice. It's really lovely. Like, he's kind of a, yeah, being supportive. I don't know if he's being supportive, but a it's like bit. He's, he's treating p- people like they're human beings, even if they're. Well, they are unhinged. human beings, but exactly. it is. It but is. A lot of people, it's very easy to, to ignore that. Oh my god! You're, you didn't I, wave. Well, I didn't know it. <laughs> I also got caught out giving. Uh, there was a guy asking for change on King Street mm-hmm. the other day, so I put my hand in my pocket to give him some money. I thought I had some coins, and then only had a ten dollar note. Right, and I pulled it out. I thought it was a receipt, and he was like, "Thanks." Like he'd already said thanks for it. Oh. As you thought it was a receipt. You were going to give him a well, receipt. Well, I thought in my head I'd been into here's, the hardware store. I can't give you money, but here's some evidence that I bought no, some stuff. In the hardware store. <laughs> Does I, that warm the heart a lot? I thought I'd gotten coins and a receipt. Yes. But I don't know where the coins went. So I reached oh. in my pocket and pulled out. I was looking for anything in there. I thought yeah. it, the papery bit was a receipt, yes. but it was a $10 note. And as soon as I pulled it out, he's like, oh, thanks so much. Yeah. So I just I had to give him the $10 it's note. It's just a good deed, though. Well, no, I'm happy with it. I like, like it. But, you know, I just, I'd spent a bit overseas. Yeah, <laughs> I was overseas. You don't understand. Sir. I couldn't you be handing it home. to him and be like. But I was renting out new temporary homes on like, the other yeah. side of the planet and like, flying me, over to those. You don't understand Madrid. I spent much more than I anticipated. Actually, Qantas Brown member, so you should be pretty impressed. Have I told you my being a wimp theory and how it makes you a good person? No. Are I've you got, a wimp? I've got two theories. Okay, go, go, go. One is about Australia mm. and our role in the world. Yeah. And one is how wimps turn you into a good person. Okay, go. So the first one is, you know how, like, different countries export different things? Yes. Like, you know, Ukraine is famous. Is it wheat? Lots of people don't have it. Is that the wheat belt? Ukraine? Um, Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. so. Well, maybe it's corn or something. Mm. But, you know, um, like 70% of the corn in the world is from fucking blah, blah, blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you think about Australia, you know, we do, like we do some mining. We've got big mining. We do education as well. Education. I mean, we were doing, what was another big one we were doing? Mm. Weren't we doing grain or something? There is a grain or oh, something. Oh, we got some farming. Some big ones. Stuff, totally. And, and I mean, it is complex. Like lots of countries have lots of different of ones. Of course, yeah. But one of the things that, and this is just my understanding, I'm kind of making this up, mm. but you do hear about it, mm. that, you know, obviously America is quite similar to, Australia, but mm. like 10 times bigger, more than 10 times bigger. 
And uh, they will often, American companies will try out products, new products meant for the American market and potentially the UK market. They'll try it out on Australians first. Yes. As a bit of a test market. Yes, yes, yes. We're smaller, but like they hit our Facebook, our Instagram likes first. 100%. Mm. That happened. And like lots of, I think, tastes like, uh, yeah, new products get tried on us. Mm. It's like drinks and food awesome. and, and tech as well. And that's like a big part of our output and where we stand in the world. Yeah. And so we're kind of like, like if if the US is like the king, we're like the you know people taste test the king's food mm. to see if there's poison in it or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're like near the gates as people are just bringing. It's a pretty good place to be. The rest of the world is just bringing treats to like the richest country in the world, and we're like, oh, we'll have a taste of that to make you sure it's what? very delicious for the king. After is my, that a pretty good place to be? Can I as after, a country after my recent trip overseas? I've been grappling with what it means to be an Australian. Yes. You know, after my little European getaway, oh I've come God. back being like, what does it mean <laughs> totally. to be an Australian citizen of mm. the world? How do people treat us? Struggling to put my finger on it. I feel like culturally we, we're in a weird place. Yes. Maybe we lack it in some sense of the world. Like what do we have to hang our hat on? But this yeah. might be the most perfect <laughs> example I've heard of this. Oh, it's pretty good. It's so good because that is what we are. We mm. are We're a player, but we're not enough of a player that – Everyone's thinking about us, but we have all the best stuff. Yes. But and we're, we're kind of, but I think it yeah, puts us in our place in terms of like, we think sometimes like, you know, America and us kind of like mates, obviously we're smaller, but you know, we're similar. It's like, no, we're, we're just, not. So, cause sometimes the flavors and stuff of we're eating is disgusting. It never goes to Australia. So like we're being told. Well, it never like, goes to America. America. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so it's like, eat this shit and see if like the king will like it. And we're like, oh yes, I'll have your slop today, mm. please. I don't know what this voice is. But do you is. think, do you think we also have to do the taste so that if there's no poison? Yeah, exactly. In a sense, like if something is yeah, a big flop. Actually fuck you over. Not just that it's distasteful, but it also could be, you know, like if it's the algorithm thing or something, they'd try some Instagram thing on us that could send us crazy and they see what happens. It's like we're trust. It's like we're respected, but we have no, we're like born peasants. <laughs> yeah. So we can't, we'll never be like lords exactly. or at the high table. 100%. But we're value, our opinion is really valued. But we'll give you the shit because you're vaguely culturally similar. But if we lose we you, yeah. not really. Look, the end of the whatever. World. We'll taste the new kind of Mountain Dew. We'll be fine. Oh. So that's theory number one. That's great. Now, theory number two. Theory number two. Um, so I'm a wimp. I'm a bit of a wimp. And yes. kind of was from an early age, I think. I'm not like a physically imposing person. I never was. Um, and I think this, but I'm also not like great at risk taking. I think I'm in my own head a bit and I kind of assess risk before I do things. Yeah. Even as a teen, it's a bit of a regret of mine. I remember um, seeing a lot of risk taking behavior in my teens. Do you mean like jumping off a trampoline? Exactly. Or like jumping into the rock. river or something. You never jumped off the rock. No, just like fuck off. Like the risk is not worth but it. But how did you know the risk as a young man? If other people are doing it, wouldn't you have just done it? No, because I'm scared. Yeah, I, I feel scared. I think there'd be more kids like this now that have more access to, like, stories of what's happened. Totally. You just read more of stuff. I think part of it is, like, an information thing. I think part of it's a parenting thing. Like, I don't know. I think my mum was a bit... Cautious. Cautious, for mm. sure. Like, most mums are. Like, of course, oh, don't go you should water. be. Like, oh, God, you don't want a mum that's like, yeah, do whatever, whatever. you do. You'll be right. <laughs> get out there. Experience. Do not think. Just get into it. A door Trust opens. Gut. Walk through it. You meet a stranger, go home with them. <laughs> we'll go wherever he wants. And it will be a he. <laughs> it will be a real he. It's probably going to be a he, but trust him. Trust him. 
Um, and trust your own gut about whether he's like a cool guy and whether he has anything that maybe, you know, you would perceive as being a reward mm. now, but even when you're older, you'd see as being not really that valuable. But remember, it was a reward in the moment. Yeah, exactly. So if about. you enjoy that ice cream at the start, it's about being present <laughs> and not cautious. So, yeah, that was my instinct, I think, more so than a lot of the people I grew up with. But I think as a result, I was a bit, yeah, less likely to engage in risk-taking behaviour. Yeah. And sometimes risk-taking behaviour is innocent, like jumping into a river off a big rock or something. Sure. Look, there's a chance like you get hurt, but it's not like immoral or anything or yeah. naughty necessarily. But sometimes it is a bit naughty, you know. You go over there and like be mean to that kid over there, um, engage in some kind of bullying behaviour. Um, I wouldn't do that much as a kid not out of morality necessarily, I don't think, when I was young. Out of being scared. Out of being scared. I don't want to get in trouble and it's like too much of a risk, right? But then as a result, I think this is just what's happened in my life and I wonder if this is a correlation that applies to people more generally. I would not do that and then people would, some teachers, you know, would notice that, oh, Tom didn't do the bullying thing over there. The other kids did. He didn't follow along. Mm. Tom's a good boy. And then you start getting compliments about Mm. being a good person or a, a, a good kid. And then you start to develop an ego about being a good kid. And then you kind of, I suppose, because of that, become a bit more curious about morality. And I I suppose become quite prideful about your morality, which kind of makes you a bit more of a moral person as you grow older. If that becomes something that you're proud of, you make an effort to to continue that behaviour. And eventually maybe you turn into somewhat of a moral person. I'm not saying like I'm a perfect moral person, but I do think about morals. Mm. Um, But I think the extent to which I think about morals is because I was just a wimp. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not because, like, that's actually just why I think about that stuff. Because it's not because of religion or some sort of moral code. It's because you were it's actually just because it was by a fluke. I was a bit of a pussy, and you were rewarded, and I was rewarded as if it was another thing that was causing that. It's then- interesting. Because I think it's like, yeah, you were rewarded for it, but it's like, were you re- like... But that's not why I was making the decisions early on. No, you were doing it because fundamentally there's something scared. inside of you that's scared. Yeah. Exactly. But it's also like you should... Oh, it's tough because, yeah, you wimp... It is like not um, celebrated being a wimp. No. But in your small line, it was celebrated. Yes, in so, some... In some circumstances. Some, yeah. But maybe it's a fundamental thing. So you're saying wimps are now a product of, like, teachers shouldn't be like – or not teachers, but, like, people in general. No, I'm saying people are out there getting rewarded for being good people when really they're just wimps. And I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, so you're saying you don't have a good – yeah, okay, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So, like, there's a lot of people with an ego about being a good person <laughs> or getting rewarded for being a good person. Even people getting, you know, honours for bravery and kind of – but, you know, often they're just – they're wimps. Yeah. Well, that's, I think, anyone that's too nice or, like, too kind of, you can't trust them too much. Do you know what, Like, you can't because oh, it's, like, like, what, they don't have a backbone. Like, what what is their moral compass? Yeah. Like, being mean sometimes is, like, you're being nice to yourself. If you're just being nice to everyone yeah. and doing, like, the right thing, you're, couldn't, you're actually the most selfish person there is. You reckon? In the way that, like, you not taking risks is because you're so self-centred and egotistical that you're, like, I care so much about me that I don't want to risk me getting hurt. A bit. As opposed I, to, like, I say, you, if you're using the rock example. They were doing like, thrill-seeking behaviour for their Yeah, but they're also well. doing it as a group. You're having fun as a group. And in, oh. if Tom does it, that adds to the enjoyment of everyone else. But instead, you're so in your own head that you're like, I now, care. I'm putting myself above the fun group situation and the memories we're going to create. So I'm leaving. Got a point. I'm getting a bit defensive now because I do think people who were jumping off the rock were just a bit more, like, enjoyed that. Mm. But maybe they were pushing through fear 
in in order to engage emotionally with other people. Mm. And I was kind of so like I don't want to parachute if I don't want to parachute. But if someone's super close to me, it's like I, my dream. I want a parachute. Yeah. I'd love to do it like with a close dive. friend. Yeah, yeah, Sky. Yeah, I, I want to be focus the on the parachute. <laughs> I just want to do the parachute. Bit. I don't want to do the diving bit. Uh, the diving bit, not for me. I just want to come out <laughs> of the plane and get the thing up. <laughs> that actually sounds more chill. It does sound awesome, <laughs> doesn't it? If do you could parachute. just do the parachute bit because it's like slow and you get a great view. Yeah. The skydive bit's scary. You're no, like flipping around frantic. in the sky. I don't want to do that. It's too fast. But if I had a friend that was like, I'd love to do it with you, memory, I would, I would try to push through the fear. I think. Totally. It does scare me a lot, the idea yeah. of doing it. I do think it's like people think that if you do admin that you enjoy admin. <laughs> That's so true. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, yeah, you love organising. You'll do that. It's like, no, I just can. In that same way, I've done that to people who um, jump in the river. I'm like, oh, they love jumping in the river. They're not scared. They might like, no, not they do it. They might be scared. They're, just, they're, they're pushing through. Well, I remember jumping. I grew up on a river. Everyone would jump in all the time. I never mm. wanted to jump in. Yeah. There's Did a place you? called Paringa. There were four levels. The top level, you had to jump out a metre and a half where you hit the rock. I never wanted to do that. Yeah, it's scary. But everyone else was doing it, and I'm like, I guess we're hanging out for oh the afternoon. Oh, my God. And also, you probably called a wimp. I didn't want to be bullied after. Yeah, exactly. But also, I don't think you can put your involvement as being so like fantastic of like just wanting to engage emotionally with the other people. It's mainly out of fear of being your fear. Your social fear is higher than your well, your your physical, physical fear. fear outweighs your social, yeah. which maybe you have then actually more self esteem than me. Yeah, I think I think because you can handle if people call you a bully. Mm. I also didn't want a teacher. But then that's not my fault either. That's just I'm because not saying that's anyone's. So I'm just saying this is the difference. Oh, totally. People, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I haven't like earned that strength. You, you were born I mean? with it. Yeah, totally. I think, yeah. But you are right then. If people, time. if you are rewarded in any slight way for that, you will start repeating that behaviour. Totally. And then it does create these incels that you mm. are, you know, now following a lot on social media. I do think that there's a bit of incel, I mean, there's the good guy complex that people have that's been big for the last 20 years where people think that if they're a good person because they've seen it in movies and stuff, yeah. that they will then get the girl and they kind of deserve the girl and the girl's yeah. going to be kind of better off with him because he's like a good guy in his mind. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. a bit of that going on as well. But I think, yeah, I suppose my additional point is that the good guy reputation is often earned just by like cowardice. Yeah, right place at the right time <laughs> and then just following in the – but it's also like such a – I guess like a, a juxtaposition of idea. You look at like football players now. They're like they want mm. them to be wimpy good guys. They want them to be like part of the team and mm. not be out being psychos taking risks. Yeah, and the beaters. You go online. They want you to be alpha. They, they want yeah, but then yeah, but then when the football players start, they're yeah. like you have to be a psycho alpha and take all the put your head over the ball 100%. and like. But then then they're like day to day. Don't be an alpha. It's like yeah, but I I, they're they're taught to overcome physical fear first. Yeah, and then they, I suppose they. They kind of put to the side them processing emotional stuff a bit and they've got a bit of a one-track mind for sport because that's the thing they want to pursue. And then only in their 20s they have, like, coaches now that come in and tell them how to, like, process their feelings. <laughs> Whereas I think a lot of other people growing up are kind of thinking more about their feelings and, like, maybe scared of the physical stuff. Of the physical thing, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it's, like, less important for them to overcome those boundaries. Where it's, yeah, the other way, yeah. I mean... It's just the order in which you do it. I don't think you're a wimp. Now, but now you've hit the sweet spot. Cause it doesn't matter. You're an adult. Oh, you're on the. You're not on the back nine of your life, but you're for entering whips, the middle. For wimps like me, I remember the feeling of like when I was like maybe twenty four or three or like five or something, being on the train and seeing some lads. Mm. Because when you're a teen and you're out, people there are other teens 
fucking wandering around looking to bash someone. It is funny how like, they just look, don't bash. Like, they would never try to bash me now. Yeah. But as a teen, they would be like... A, you get to a point where you're just like, like I'm off, look at you. It's like I'm off limits now, but <laughs> yeah. four of them could beat the shit out of me. 100%. <laughs> Two of them could beat the <laughs> yeah, shit out totally. of me. One on one, I would have a good shot. If they're big teen, I'd be yeah, in trouble. T- but depends like, on the team. But now it's like I'm off limits. They yeah, don't even like... Exactly. They'll be yelling at other teens and then I will pass <laughs> and just go silent. Yeah, they respect who, oh, elderly well, people. like, who knows who he is? That's true. You could be like a cop or something. But as a teen, they're like, no. Nah. Yeah, you're just fucking part of the hunt. And I remember the feeling of realising that I kind of got beyond that. It's like, I did it. <laughs> I got through the period where, like, and at school people were just bashing people sometimes and, like, grabbing it. It's scary. It it's like scary. a bit like prison. And then you get through it. Like, I never got fully bashed. I did it. I never got bashed, yeah. It's like, it's pretty good feeling. Do you know a guy in feeling? Brisbane earlier this year, I might have said this, I was in the valley at like mm. one AM. Shouldn't have been like not a good time. I'd had a drink with someone, and then I was Sounds trying, like an appropriate waiting, time to be there, waiting to get an Uber or whatever. Mm. But it's like mayhem on the street. It's horrible. Totally. And this guy comes up to me, and he's like, he's like, oh, "Do you want to fight?" And I was like, "No." And then he was like, "Okay then." And then like kept walking. Really? Like he was just looking to have a bit of a fist up. Oh, totally. I mean, a lot of people do that, but very few people would be that polite about it. I feel well, like. he was quite polite, but it wasn't like I felt like he was like. He wanted to fight someone. Mm. There was no real reason to fight me. Yes. He was maybe looking for me to say something. Yeah, but don't all, like, lots of fights start that way. Someone wants yeah, to but fight. He but was by himself. He himself. was by himself and I was by myself. So it's like, what is he going to, like, <laughs> there was like, it would have been weird to then keep trying to find something to go, what unless he was that? on drugs or whatever. I don't have that. I mean, maybe I have that in other ways where you kind of have a, a, an instinct to want to dominate someone. I feel like in that's. chess for you, maybe. Well, kind of. I think I do get that a bit, like. Because I've seen you be like, do you want to play chess? To people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do. Yeah. I mean, t- I think it's a bit of a crude example. But, yeah, sometimes if someone's talking about chess as if they're good, I'm I a bit it. like, we'll see for sure. Yeah. Is it that but I, physical? Yeah, I, yeah, don't I think have some that. people do just want to fight and assert their dominance. Whereas and if you have a more refined, not refined skill set, but if you have a more specific skill set, no. you're just chess. It's like I'm trying to. It's not to- about specificity. It's about being a wimp. This is what I'm saying. No, it's like, again, I'm getting Tom. compliments for having a more refined skill set. No, I'm just a wimp. I'm not saying I've used the wrong word. I'm yeah, saying okay. more specific. Yeah. I'm not saying it's more refined because mm. I quite like, I watch fighting. Totally. I like fighting. It's very valid. I don't fight, but I quite like watching it. All right, I actually have to go right now. Oh, no. Worries. I'm so sorry. Did we do enough? Podcast has changed my life. That is lovely to meet you. Yes, nice to be back. Come on, sit down, tuck in. This is not funny! <laughs>